Welcome to Chicana and Latina Moms Podcast. This is our podcast. Un lugar donde hablaremos sobre la salud mental, cultura, como chicanas and Latina moms. La importancia de self-love, self-care, self-compassion. Y el recordatorio que somos chingonas. Y que esta es una revolución y una evolución para crear la mejor versión de nuestro ser. Because we can. Because calladitas, no more. Hey, my Chicana and Latina sisters, please do not forget to leave a review and give me your feedback. I would really appreciate it. This also helps other new listeners know what we're about. Gracias. Hola, Chicana and Latina moms, ¿cómo están? Thank you so much for clicking and deciding to listen to this podcast, our podcast, Chicana and Latina moms. I was sick for a while and ya me siento super mejor. And I think what helped a lot was definitely rest and drink, you know, antioxidant drinks. Um, I am so hooked, you guys, on the nectar um juices están medios caritos but oh my god they're so delicious if you guys ever do go i highly recommend the toxic drink it's a green juice and just add pineapple it is so delicious especially if you add a little bit of ice it's so good pero pues si estás enferma ya sabemos que dicen que no tomes hielo porque te vas a enfermar um but i just wanted to share that because that is my go-to drink right now. And I love matcha drinks too. Obsessed with them. But anyways, um, today I have a Chingona guest speaker. She is amazing. I mean, every Chingona guest speaker we've had, you guys, son bien chingonas. Oh my God, like I admire them. They have so much wisdom. And por eso me encanta tener este podcast because we come together to talk about things that we don't know, right? Because we inspire each other. Nunca podemos vivir una vida como que, ah, yo lo sé todo. Um, and I've heard that before. Okay, great. If we've heard things before, awesome. It just confirms again that it's accurate, right? That everything that we're hearing is matching because no nos conocemos, pero tratamos de... Um, unirnos en diferentes maneras, aunque we don't know about it, right? Like, we don't know what we're all doing separately to grow. But when we actually, you know, share knowledge with others and, and you're like, oh my God, that makes sense to me. That's what I've thought all this time. And then that's beautiful, right? Because we're Chicanas and Latinas that we can relate to many things. So today we have an amazing Chingona guest speaker. Her name is Cindy Alvarez. And Cindy Alvarez works in higher education, is a doctoral candidate at Kansas State University of Community College Leadership, and is a mom of seven-year-old boy. In 2021, she founded Career Confident Mujer, which is assigned to empower and coach first-gen women to adva advance within their careers and learn how to voice their purpose and worth. Cindy offers a confident con uh, coaching program and writes blogs to help first-gen professionals gain career confidence to articulate their value and level up in their careers. 
So how many of us have had a difficult time finding a career or, hey, I don't like the career I'm in, como le hago, and she's the go-to person. And you're definitely going to take a lot um, from her because, you know, as first gens, we grew up not having the guidance of education, right? And we depend sometimes on counselors, which great, they help us so much. And that is a start, right? But sometimes when we get into careers that we don't like, then it's just like, ¿Y ahora cómo le hago? Is it okay to change? People are going to talk bad about me. I mean, it's your life, right? So um, this is why I think it's so important to take in what Cindy has to share with us today. And don't be scared. We're not going to be going to school to learn. I mean, we're going in there to learn something we don't know. But it's not like you have to know everything to go to school. And that is not true. So anyways, let's get started because I'm really excited for you guys to hear this episode as well. And um, so, yeah, let's get started. Hola, Cindy Alvarez. <laughs> ¿Cómo estás? Bien, thanks for having me. Yeah, no, thank you so much for taking the time to come and share your wisdom because se necesita nuestra comunidad. So it's really, really beautiful to know that, you know, you made this happen. So, you know, I introduced you in the beginning of this episode, but I would love for you to share quién eres. Um, like, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm Cindy. I'm a first-gen Latina. I work in higher education as a manager, and um, I'm a, well, I used, I used to always call myself a single mother, but now I have a fiancé, so now I have a partner in mothering, um, but I'm a mom of a seven-year-old and a career confidence coach that is really just dedicated to helping empower other Latinas to level up in their career. Yeah, so needed. Yeah, Super. that is so good. Yes, awesome. Congratulations on your engagement. Thank you. <laughs> new chapter, new chapter in life. Yes. So tell us, like, um, how many kids do you have? I only have one. So I have one son. Um, I don't think I'm planning on having any more. Or, um, just because I had a really bad like labor and oh there I have super like bad back problems and a lot of like body pain so I don't know if I can handle um dealing oh. with another pregnancy <laughs> um pregnancy, yeah, yeah it was tough <laughs> yeah. okay well um tell us I know you're in school tell us about that yeah. So, well, first I'm the youngest of four older sisters. Um, and I am the one out of the four that actually went to higher education. So I was the one that got the bachelor's and that's as far as I thought I wanted to go. Then eventually in the my career field, I learned that people were making a lot more money than me by just having a master's. So I went back and I got my master's. And then I realized that there weren't that many Latinas at the table when I entered, got my master's and still was in administration. So um, I one day see myself being a VP of student services. I work within community colleges. Okay. So right now I'm doing my doctoral program in community college leadership. Oh, and yeah, 
I'm focusing on millennials as mid-level managers and are we validating their voices as we um, build our leadership structures, which is really important to me. And that's what I work with coaching people because a lot of times we have great values, we have great ideas, but how does that come across and how is that accepted by our peers? And as Latinas, we need to learn how to articulate ourselves and really stand up for what's right, because the values of our organizations and missions sometimes are a lot of times to help out people. But the reality is that there's political climates that don't allow that. So how do we navigate those? Um, That's my biggest, you know, focus. Oh my God, yes, I totally get where you're coming from, because it's like predominantly white yeah it's like like where is the supervisor can relate or that they can relate to to us right yes and especially working in predominantly white spaces there's like a fine line of you know being authentic of who you are but then at the same time not being placed into a box by these predominantly white leaders and really being able to come across with a tying it back to the values of the organization and not making it personal because then that's when microaggressions come out and it becomes very uh, nasty very quick (laughs) yes and it's so uncomfortable and then we're already like okay I'm gonna check out and then we'll end up you know if we don't speak up we're in Mm -hmm. that so kind of going back just a little bit like you mentioned you're the only one from your family that went to school and I am also in the same space so I'm going to ask you a question because I think oh you know many others can relate mm-hmm. um how was that at some point some people might say since I'm the only one it's so hard for the family to understand my career goals you know and what are the pros and cons from that that you've seen Yeah. So that's a good question. I think for me, um, you know, my family is very understanding about my organization and my focus. And I think it's probably because um, for my bachelor's, I I moved away from home. So I very much took like, I'm going to college and this is my journey. But I think really what's the hardest um, is them understanding what I'm doing. Um, but I've worked very well at explaining the entire picture so that they can know where I'm at. And I think really one of the biggest things is that you have to rely on your team. So either there is a misunderstanding or you bring them in. So even for me as this doctoral program, a lot of times I'm thinking, I don't even know what I'm doing. What is a dissertation? Okay, it's five chapters and I'm trying to understand this. But I also don't just go home to my family and say, yes, I'm in school. I literally sit down with my dad and I will have conversations about like, this is what it's supposed to be, dad. There's five chapters and it's this and and then I am excited I keep them in the loop luckily my parents um they do like speak English very well so they can be able to I send them my chapters I send them you know to my parents emails and say this is what I'm working on and um you know if they don't understand it then I'm not doing a good job in my area right so I really try keeping them incorporated um and they push me along but I think the other pressure, I guess the con of it is um, they know I'm 
doing well. They know I'm smart. You know, I got this, you got this, but really, um, if I have any like sort of imposter syndrome, it's, it's not relatable. They see me as this image. Um, but they hold me to this pedestal, but then sometimes I don't feel that same way within the education system of my doctoral program. So there's a very, um, what I call as a hyper visible and hyper invisible at the same time. Mm, Okay. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I like how you said, you know, it's either, um, they can try to understand where you're at or you invite them in to be able to like, Hey, this is what I'm doing. Me personally, I've had people like, okay, wait, what is it exactly that you do? And it's like, oh, I'm a social worker, but I, I can do therapy. So, and then I have to explain, they're like, oh, okay. So, it, and it's sometimes it's hard, right? Confidentiality. It's not always like, let me share with you everything that I'm, <laughs> I'm yeah. talking about with my patients and stuff like that. But, um, but it happens. You're so right. Being able to invite them for them to understand, um, because I'm sure we have listeners that, and say man that would be nice you know for me to send uh you know something for them to read over well I mean you we can we can translate it you yeah. know and then just send it over like there's so many ways for us to educate our family members to understand our journey our careers right yeah. um so that and also our children like our children that's yes. like the biggest takeaway me and my son like He's seven, but he's very, very much a part of my career, of my education, and I share my wins. Like, right before this podcast, I finally have found an article that, like, validates what I've been saying, and, you know, that's huge when you've been finding something, you know, you finally find it. And I go out to the hallway and I don't mind sharing it with my fiance, my son and being like, I finally found an article and we do a happy dance. And my son just knows like, this is part of my journey. And I experienced that with him and I don't just keep it to myself. I, I share a lot and I try to break it down into an understandable version for everybody. So it's not just mom being on the computer. It's I'm in a meeting for this, or I'm doing my doctoral program, you know, and helping them understand all the little facets. So he's a part of the wins and not just my time away. He understands the impacts. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, you're definitely right. Because our kids can see us like studying, like, okay, I'm going to be in his room. I'm going to study like all day, you know, Mm -hmm. and then it's like, oh, but like, what are you doing? (laughs) Like, we we need to come out. We need to be able to have them understand, like, you know, um a little bit more in the mm-hmm. at their age level <laughs> in yeah manner, right oh yeah exactly like you said you know you're a social worker for me and my son I you know I work in education but I help out with um student behavioral and well-being concerns and and my son knows that and we have conversations and about either you know me catching students cheating and talking about the importance of that or me talking about a student that's really struggling and you never know what your friends are struggling with and this is someone that mom helped out today and it kind of gives them a more cultural awareness of what's yeah. going on yeah. and um, can actually see and understand what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. And, you know, hopping over to um, what you were saying, right. You chose to go into this career to be able to help mujeres, right. To be able to empower I mean I'm sure men too right or is it just yes I do actually after this I have a yeah I'm helping out with a male with the interview for a counseling position but yeah Yeah. I have both males and and females but primarily you know there is a 
there is a women Latina leadership gap and, and that's my primary focus, but I help out both. Okay. Okay. Good. Yeah. So, you know, going into places that we work and we don't see a lot of Latinas representing like the management, right? Why do you think that has happened? Um, Well, so a lot of times being at the table it is uh, really an identity change for a lot of individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes as Latinas, we can have a seat at the table, but using our voice is a different set of skills, right? And I work with a lot of um, women that are new in these leadership roles and we work with each other because they're struggling on understanding like, wait, am I worth my pay, you know, or what if they're going to find out something or they're, they're, they keep calling me an expert and I don't feel like an expert. And I'm like, you, you are an expert, you know, like what is this definition of expert in our head? And a lot of the times we don't take the ownership of that leadership. Right. And it comes with this limited mindset, like either we're not good enough for this position or we haven't been found out yet, or we were just lucky. Right. And I think that plays into a lot of us being in these roles and not feeling fully empowered and fulfilled to actually act out in these roles. And then the opposite is because we have this limited mindset as Latinas get older, they then have that limited mindset with competition. Like I'm the only one supposed to be here, you know? So it's that continual, like when they find themselves comfortable, they still have that limited mindset and now they're doing it to other people. Right. So, yeah. As you're saying that it also takes me how like um, the poverty, right. The generational traumas, how that continues to be part of that. Right. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. That's what I was just going to say. I was just going to say that like, even within our own cultures, it's like, Oh yes, you know, like, like, yeah. Like, Oh, she's already, you know, and it's like, when did I get separated? When did I change? You know, my role doesn't change who I am. And, and that's when you have to be really more personable. And yeah, I think that's the hard part. Yeah. Yeah. When, when family sees that at some extent, but like, you oh, know, yeah. and, and I think it also because um, many of us, right. For Jen saw our parents sometimes be like, trabajadores never miss. Aunque estaban sick, they would still go right. Survival mode. Right. So then we pick up certain tendencies in that manner. So they're like, no, 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 So when it comes to empowering our voice mm-hmm. and, you know, it, in the places that we work at, it, it's like we have like their voice and it's like, no, should I, should I not? But then I can definitely share with you that I'm like, no, I worked so hard for my degree. And one of my professors made an impact in me. And she said, you guys have a degree. You guys are needed everywhere. If you don't like somewhere, just, if, and it's not for you. Like just go somewhere else and find your niche. And that's so, it was so empowering. And I'm like, no, I worked so hard for this degree. So I think that's another thing, right. For um, a lot of our Latina and Chicana moms to be able to know, like, Hey, you have a voice. I mean, I'm not saying that you have to have a degree always, but like your voice matters Yeah, everywhere. And what would you add like, or say about that? You know, I would say, yes, your voice does matter and continually matters and continually grows. 
I think there's no limit and ceiling to our growth. I think sometimes we get past that, like, you know, that first real career job that we have and we're like, okay, we're great. Mm -hmm. And then we think we're very flexible in moving laterally, right? Okay. I have the options to move from this position to this position, but then we never have the address the growth mindset of actually moving up, Mm -hmm. right? That same mindset Mm -hmm. of, like, you know, why would you leave this job? You already have 401k. You already have this. Like, yes. you have it all. Like, <laughs> because I want more money, it's not the money. It's my worth. My I'm being challenged. And a lot of the times we don't reach for that next thing because mm-hmm. we already feel so grateful for what we have. Mm-hmm. And that's a very limited mindset, you know? I know a lot of times my mom... I actually recently moved out um, about two and a half hours from my family. And at that time I was recently divorced and I knew like, okay, in order to take care of my son, I can't afford to live where I was living. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in a good job. I love my job, but I knew there was no more growth. But my mom was like, you're getting paid good though. Like just stay there. You work in a school, you have benefits. That's what people do. You just stay in that career. And so I was like, no. So I started looking for places and I found one like two and a half hours away. I applied and it made almost double of what I made. And like that whole challenging process of like, no, I can make it on my own. I can do this on my own. Like, yes, it's scary and it's going to be a big challenge for me. But at the same time, like I, I feel confident in my own skills, you know, and it's, it's worth the risk. Yes. I love how you said that because that confidence in your skills, your intelligence, right? Your wisdom that is centering you to be like, no, like I got this. Lo voy a hacer porque lo voy a hacer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I was like, well, how do other people do it? Like someone has to do it when they don't have family. So just think about what it would happen. Like, so that means YMCA, that means this, whatever I need to do to make my schedule work, you know, Um, that's what I want to do. Like childcare? Yeah, childcare, all of that. Like you have, when you don't have any family near you, you have to have all of those backups in place like when I first moved out here I needed to I interviewed babysitters I found two on backup so just in case anything came up at work like I already had a person set you know um but I think one of the biggest challenges is when you are educated that you're going to take risks consistently not just in your education but in your career Mm -hmm. and as scary as it was for you to attend college and other people in your family can't even imagine it the same thing applies when your careers, but their fear can't impact your confidence because you're doing things and going down roads that they haven't traveled before. And sometimes you're the one holding the light and you have to, you have to be brave with that. Yeah, exactly. I love, that was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big responsibility, you know, but it, uh-huh. yeah, we got to realize like we have it in us. Yes. Then it is that um, confianza, right? That it is yeah. possible. Um, just like many uh, parents that immigrated to this country without money, without family, that is it, miedo. Yes, that's a very powerful statement, even though it comes with a lot of baggage of stuff. But there is a, it's very powerful to know that it's like, wow, they did it. Like, why can't I? Right. And I know we hear this like all the time, but and I know I hear so many other platforms talking about it, but I'm glad we're bringing it out because it's like, yes. Right. There's so many struggles that we grew up seeing as for gens 
and we got this there's a lot of resilience you know within us um and when it comes to to have like you said the word risk right how would you define that in, in like your world you're like more in depth and, yeah so I, I talk about this a lot with my fiance because we have total different backgrounds, right? My parents are entrepreneurs and they took risks and I saw the value of them taking risks in that struggle. His mom, he's raised by a single mother. His mom's a migrant worker. We have very different backgrounds, right? And and I'm trying to teach him risk. And so what I try to say is in life, we have options, right? And we might have two, three options, and a limited mindset would only look at those three options. But a gross mindset was would say, instead of my options, what are my choices? What are my internal choices? And th- then you start creating your own options, your own risks. And, you know, the three things in front of you, those are your options. Everything else beyond that, it's, it's within reach, but it's a risk because it's not guaranteed right? Mm-hmm. And that impinges a lot of people in their careers because I'll, you know, I went fast in my career up because I was willing to do a part-time job here, an internship here, just mm-hmm. to get the skills. When some people will just be like, well, I'm not finding a full-time job. And it's like, okay, why do you need a full-time job? Well, I really want benefits. And I'm like, girl, you got no kids. Why do you need benefits? Like you're in your twenties. You act like we have this old school mentality. Like we're supposed to find a job with benefits 401k, like right off the bat, like risk is making your own choices, taking options that are not available, but are within reach, but are not a for sure guaranteed golden road. It doesn't mean that you can't create it, but it's just not it's not like, oh, this is a simple step. You know, it's not something that's stable, that has security, but it doesn't mean that it's not valuable. Yeah. Like that's that leap like, of faith. Yeah. Right. Taking uh-huh. that leap of faith and knowing like, okay, well, okay, this is my plan. You know, this is the outcome that I would like, but also being open-minded to know like, okay, no me va a ir así a la mejor exactamente como quiero. But when those barriers start to come up, then it's like, okay, I'll work at it as I go, right? Because there's never a right time for anything, right? No, no, there's never a right time, no. Yeah, and I think that sometimes happens in many that think like, oh no, I have to have this, this, and this first, like you said, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And no, it's opening our minds a little bit more. Yeah. Comfort zone twist, right? Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah, so... um, what what ages have you worked with exactly then? Yeah, so my prim- it's interesting because my primary groups I would say around twenty one all the way to about forty five. Okay. Um, it, yeah, it's very interesting because I get those that are you know barely coming out of their undergraduate, wanting to get into the career. Then I have those that are in their masters that maybe weren't working in a certain field. Now they want to go into where their master's is and they're having trouble like kind of compiling their experience and making it relative to a role. Then I have the older people that are like, I'm I'm sick of being in this toxic career. Like I know maybe wasn't the right choice. And I think a lot, and they're still first gens, but a lot of times as first gens, we, again, back to those options, right? And maybe we're only presented three options of college degrees 
by people we knew and we chose one and we hopped on it. And then we heard of the career that we could choose and we hopped on it. And then, but later on we change and our values change and what we want in life change and that's okay. So I work with older people as well with helping them change their career and utilize their experiences to this new role because a lot of them are transferable. Yeah. But it's how you describe it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a big thing, right? Like to change, like you're going like, oh, I know someone who's like, I want to be a teacher. She did. She was one of my interns. And it was like, later on, she's like, I don't want, I don't want to be a teacher. I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm like, oh, she's, she's young. And I'm like, oh my God, a lawyer. I'm like, that's great. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, it, we can change our mind. Jesus. Yeah. It's like, we have one life. Yeah. One life. Like we want to be able to enjoy it as much as we can and, and strategize it. And, um, and like you said, many people would choose a career based on like, just like the money. what do you think about that should people just um I mean I know we need money to survive right (laughs) but um when people say I have a passion I have this like my heart just calling me for this um but at the same time it doesn't make that much money and I'd rather do a career that makes money like like what is your advice with that um I would always say go towards your passion I feel like any passion, especially now in this age, any passion can be profitable, you know, like whether it's making digital content, digital downloads, like mm-hmm. anything nowadays can be profitable. And um, I work with, there's so many opportunities as well. I understand financial stability is very important. So sometimes I work with clients where we can find like a part-time or part-time job remote where you can stay home and just kind of focus minimal time, but start building out your business or building out your personal passions and have that increase so that that's your actual job. But I think your passion, there's so many, I think what we don't understand is there are so many different job titles out there. Like, you know, like your passion can be event planning, you know, like I'm working with a client right now and she's good at office administration, but she loves event planning. Right. So she has her own wedding business and that's good. Makes a little bit of business on the side, but if that's what her passion is, she can work for a company that does that as well. And she takes all her experience and gets paid really high there and works only part-time there, you know? Yeah. So there's so many variety of jobs that, you can find someone that is wanting your passions for their own company, or you can kind of start small with yours. Like there's options. Yeah. It's okay to be multifaceted. Yeah. Right. To have uh-huh. in our lives and, and to know like, okay, you just ha- don't have to stick with one thing. You know, there's, I have come across a video that was talking about how people are gifted, like one um, way of seeing things like one gifted person. And then there's like a variety of, you're multi-gifted individual and they're both great and beautiful and it's there's nothing wrong with either one of them yeah right? like you said yeah. and, and it's okay to work a full time and have that on the side to yeah. start off and you never know yeah I think the biggest and this is what I teach my clients is the biggest thing is you need to know your why everyone has a why in their life and like me, I have a lot of different hats and people say like, how do you do it all? Well, I know my why. My my general why is to help people gain access to resources for them to be fully empowered in who they are, right? Like even if it's me talking to someone at a party, if I learn about them, I'm like, did you know about this? And oh my gosh, I'm going to send you this resource. Like that's just who I am. So I do that in my job. 
I do that with career confident mujer. You know, I do that now with my dissertation. I'm thinking about how can people do this for millennials? Like everything has that common thread so that my brain isn't jumping around all the place, you know? And I think that's the biggest thing is, is knowing your why, because you want that threaded throughout everything because, you know, they can be different types of passions, different types of actions, but it's the same purpose. So, you know, like internally you're aligned. (laughs) Oh my God. Yes, definitely. (laughs) Definitely. Um, Because I get to ask the same thing. Like, why do you, you do so much? And I have, I'm a therapist. I do social work, a dialysis clinic. I'm an advocate for people, kids with disabilities and I'm a wellness coach. So I'm like, everything's just linked, attached to just yeah, like me and and helping people, Uh you know? So that is, it's nice to know that we can do so many things, but como dices, esa linea, no? Yeah. And you probably feel so content and like fulfilled, like you're filling your cup over and over and over again, where yes, it's a lot of work, but it's like, you are, because you are doing one thing consistently, various ways, you're getting your cup filled, as opposed to people that are doing like, oh, I do a little, like, some people are like, I'm a notary here, and I'm this there, and I'm and I'm like, whoa, you have so many different hats, how do you organize that? Like, it's a lot of different brain functions and processing it's too much for someone to handle so yeah. if someone knows their why it really helps you build your, your confidence mm-hmm. your inner fulfillment all of that most definitely yes because I feel like I can change gears and it's yeah. like something new something new even yeah. though it's like same thing but for me it's a change I love change it's really weird but I just love change <laughs> my yeah. husband's not the type but it flows and it, you know we just have to like you said find our like why yeah yeah so what are some three advice that you can share to the listeners about you know the career like your expertise with yeah so for career confident mujer i think you know especially for your podcast and for your listeners i think some of my key takeaways is really like the impact of being a career confident mujer on my family so the first thing is that your career confidence forms your children's idea of their fulfillment you know them seeing you fulfilled in your career allows them to know what that looks like, what that feels like. And it really forms their own ideas. So just be aware of that. And second is don't use mom guilt as an excuse to not get started. There's, it's so easy to, to want to be there for your kids and to be there every step of the way and put yourself on the back burner. But they are additionally seeing you put yourself on the back burner and, um, they don't might not don't use that as an excuse, you know, do part time, hybrid, remote, whatever you can just to kind of continue that. Mm-hmm. And the third is do not be afraid to outsource for help. Your career confidence is going to demand extra things of you. So whether, you know, I invest in a cleaning lady once a month, I um, do the YMCA, I, I try finding different areas to outsource for help in multiple facets of my life. You don't have to do it alone, you know, so. Yeah, that's Those so good. Yeah, because some, some moms will think, well, everyone's busy doing their stuff, you know, living their life and, you know, they're too busy and like, I always tell them like, no, for those who generally want to be there and help you, they're not going to do that. 
Like they're going to help you. The ones that don't, pues ni modo, whatever. But it, but we have to figure out a way to be able to succeed because success is different for everyone, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and just finding a way to organize your life and and um, in a realistic manner, right? Yeah, for everyone. Definitely. Yeah. So. Thank you so much, Cindy, for your time. Uh, you're welcome to come back and cuando te gradúes. I know. I have a lot more to share, all my yes. findings. <laughs> yes. So where can um, people find you if they have any questions? Yeah. So I'm on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Etsy, everything all under Career Confident Mujer. And that's also my website, careerconfidentmujer.com. So you can find me there, get connected and see how I can help you with your career confidence. Yes. Beautiful. I love it. Confident. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, you're very welcome. Thank you so much. And stay tuned for more. Adios. Bye. Gracias por escuchar. Thank you so much for tuning in the Chicana and Latina Moms podcast. You can find me on Instagram at Chicana underscore Latina Moms podcast. And also, don't forget to leave a review. Gracias.